We are three months into 2021, and my guest, Sandy McKay, the operating principal of Keller Williams Legacies Realty, has experienced growth uncommon on so many fronts. His expansion operation in Vaughan, Ontario has come out flying, attracting lots of really excellent business partners and new agents. He has registered some exemplary numbers in his already successful McKay Realty Network in Hamilton, to which he credits both an amazing team and his operative style, which is that of a true servant leader. Listen in as he responds energetically to questions on the market, the growth of his business, and where he sees things going next. You've been going through some massive growth right now at KW Legacies in Vaughan. And people are asking, like, how's he doing this? What was your approach to getting so many really incredible people join you? You know, the first, uh, you know, and the, and the way you ask that question, the first thing that comes to mind is it's not me doing it. It's us doing it. And it's us doing it collaboratively as a team. And I'm, 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 I'm definitely, uh, I think I've, I've gotten pretty good at that is getting out of the way of our, our awesome people. So we've attracted great people at the, at the leadership level for starters. And those people, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of showing them the path. Uh, we've got a ton of tools to utilize, whether through me or through Keller Williams. And they're using the tools. They're going at it and doing a lot of it with me supporting and I, I've done, I've done my, you know, my reach out to people, my calls and we've had great conversations and I've attracted some good people myself and they've also done it too. So I think that team effort has been there since day one. And that's definitely been a huge part of it is, um, you know, is me stepping out of the way when needed to let them do their thing. And they're fully capable. That's why we got them on board as they're amazing leaders and attracting awesome people themselves. And you know, it's, it's a total team effort, 100%. And that's been, that's been the best part. And the, the most fun part is we've been able to do it together and succeed together. And, uh, and that's why we've been able to attract, you know, 10 times as many people as probably most brokerages would in the beginning. You just came off uh, uh, Keller Williams' family reunion. And I know that was like an, a massive event. But I'm wondering, from, for you personally, what were the most significant takeaways that you, you felt would help you in your efforts in uh, 2021? Yeah, so the three, <clears throat> two or three biggest things uh, that came out of family unit for us, for me was, um, you know, there's a huge, well, there's three things. Number one's a quick one, just, and I won't get into details, but the technology world is, is growing so fast and we need to be at the forefront of that. So just staying on top of that, what's the coming of the real estate industry is super important. Um, and being with a, a company that has that same forward thinking is, is, is crucial. You can't, you can't survive much longer in this business if you're not at least aware and use, using some of the digital tools. Uh, number two is um, that our database is more important than ever. Our sphere, our people that we talk to day to day, they know us like us, trust us. We need to pour back into them more than ever because it's a, the world's changing with us not being able to interact as much. You know, we need to be creative and proactive to get it get maybe some FaceTime or at least some Zoom time uh, with people and engage with them more than ever. And then that, and that's always been important in, in real estate uh, or any sales industry. It's probably 10 times more important today. And, and, and by finding ways to get in front of people and have conversations and engage, we're going to build our businesses. And uh, number three, which was kind of different for me that I, that I really feel uh, is a critical right now is the whole, diversity, equity, inclusion of, of, of different people in our businesses and how 
impactful that can be to our personal growth because we're going to learn more about different people, different cultures, but it also helps us attract so many more people into our lives as well because it's that whole, you know, it's not just um, me stereotypical white male type thing around us. It's a whole group of different flavors, colors, uh, you know, ages, sexes, whatever. And that really helps us all grow together as people, but that pours out into our clients and our customers as well. That's smart. That's very, very smart. What are your personal thoughts about the market in general in Southwestern Ontario? How do you see things? And my supplementary question to it that you might tag on is now that you have um, business in strong business in Vaughan and in Hamilton, are you seeing any comparison between the two? Yeah, the, the real estate market in uh, all of the world, maybe North America, is on fire uh, more than it's ever been. Uh, Southwestern Ontario, you know, at or near the top of that in terms of how fast and, and competitive it is right now. And I think, you know, there's a few things, very obvious things that relate to that, the low interest rates, historically low interest rates. Um, the fact that obviously people are, are migrating out of the downtown core of Toronto and downtown cores of, of many cities out into more suburban life or, or even beyond that into more rural areas where they can have a more peaceful life maybe and work remotely. So those are huge factors at play. And that being said, we see in Toronto now and in Hamilton too, almost there's a, uh, you know, the condo market back and it's booming again because almost all, all of a sudden the, the condo market was kind of soft for a while because no one, nobody wanted to live in the condo and be, be stuck inside. Uh, but now the value is there all of a sudden again, because the, the, the value is outside of the city. I mean, gone through the roof and now people are seeing the condos and wow it actually makes a lot of sense it's, it's so much more uh affordable all of a sudden so it's it, that's that's kind of cycling as we go but then um you know the biggest thing that has always been in southwest ontario is immigration and you know uh you know hundreds of thousands of great immigrants coming into our country every year uh, i think 75 percent plus land in the in the southwest ontario area and they're dispersing all over the place. And these are, these are high quality immigrants. So they're buying houses, whether it's right away or in the first few years of them being here, they're going and buying houses, buying properties, bringing money into the economy. <clears throat> and that's not gonna change anytime soon because look, there's still so much land available here and it's not fully utilized. I think that's one thing that, that is a challenge as well. There's, just, there's not land, the green belts around the Toronto area and, and so many of these things that are, that are tough to overcome and why they're not making more land. And they're not, not, not building homes fast enough either. You know, they're just, the supply is so low. Uh, it always has been low, but now with so much more buyer activity, it's, it's incredibly low. Um, you got a huge demand of buyers and it is a, a crazy market if you're buying in. Um, if you own property, which is why we believe strongly in investment in real estate, and it's, it's no real sign of it slowing down anytime soon, aside from possibly a little short increase in interest rates. But I think that's going to be marginal and, uh, and we're still going to get a big flow of immigration, whether it be, you know, this year, 2021 or into 2022 and beyond, especially once the borders open up again, we're going to be hit with a ton of immigration. And that's just going to lead to more surge in prices, demand and um, owning real estate in, in southwestern Ontario is, is, is never going to be, not anytime soon, going to be a bad thing. So I think, you know, people need to get as much of it as they can, even though the prices seem out of control right now, it's still a very worthwhile investment uh, and, I foresee Toronto still growing like crazy over the coming years and, and Hamilton and all of Southwestern Ontario. And so the, di and then you asked about the difference between maybe Vaughn or Hamilton and these markets. I think, I think 
the really only area that has gone through a really kind of unique phase has been Toronto, like especially downtown Toronto with the, the you know, outflow of people coming away from there. But that's coming back, I think. And I think that's definitely going to be um, rock and rolling again, maybe towards the end of this year into 2022. And that's, you know, going to bring us in more sales in that area, the condo market back and all that. I, I think, uh, I think Vaughn, Hamilton, you know, areas surrounding Toronto are, are, are still going to boom. And, and once the immigration comes back, at a high level, it's gonna. It's, I don't see any area really anywhere near southwestern Ontario that's gonna suffer anytime soon. Um, time will tell. We don't have a crystal ball, but it's uh, it's a great great time to be in real estate, be owning real estate, and uh, just be watching your your investment in that grow. It's been a crazy crazy time, but a, a very 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 exciting time for anyone in real estate. Now you expanded uh, the tail end of last year into London. How's that? How's that been for you? Well, London is probably, yeah, we, we were moving into London in 2020. It's been, uh, that, that market is about as, as hot as anything. Uh, I would say it's because it's that next level beyond Hamilton, Kitchener-Waterloo that, that, you know, within striking distance to commute to Toronto day to day. London was always on the, the next level out, right? But, but it's the next level where it, it, it was a little bit cheaper going back a year. Um, that market has gone <laughs> I don't even know what to call it anymore. It's gone. It's gone. It's been crazier than Hamilton and 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 most places around the Toronto area in terms of uh, percentage growth. Their average price was over six hundred thousand. Now it was. I don't have the number on hand. It was probably four hundred thousand, like a year or a little bit over a year ago. So it's gone up. You know, it's gone up upwards of fifty plus percent in in a year. So it's been uh, a great great market to be getting into. Uh, it's a good timing probably for us. Um, that being said, for buyers trying to navigate these markets like London and others, it's, uh, it's a very challenging market. And, you know, if you really want to own real estate, you know, if you didn't buy last month and you wait for this month, like you got to get in as fast as you can because every month is another 5% that you're missing out on. Saw some uh, a, a great uh, um, commission announcements uh, out of your organization coming at ordinarily that wouldn't be seen as a, you know, it, uh, as the perfect time. So, I mean, obviously something is going right. Do you, do you, can you put your finger on it? Well, what, what we see in the real estate world and realtor world is that the top people that are, uh, are having this pandemic work for them and not work against them in their minds are having a great time because a lot of people that were making money before are making even more money now. Um, a lot of industries where you're, you know, a lot of industries were hit hard, like hospitality, tourism, of course, right? But the reality is most of the money in this, in this area, in this world is, is not really in those industries. A lot of it is in financials and other things. So um, there's people that, that, that have money to spend. They're spending it locally. They're, there's deals to be made. Um, so in the realtor industry, like us and other top producing people that, that, that want to come to work every day and, and work, we're finding ways to make it happen. And we're pivoting in different ways, but we're we're working. And when you do that and other, and half the other industry takes their time off, all of a sudden there's more deals to be done and there's, you know, we're, we're going to take advantage of that. So we've seen the top agents actually grow their business for the most part. Whereas a lot of the um, ones kind of in the middle or to the lower, lower tier in terms of productivity are actually struggling a bit. Um, it's because maybe they're not in that great environment or they haven't had a team. Like our, our team is every day talking to each other, you know, working out, situations um we're on zooms all, all day long we're we're growing together and we're feeding off that right in a time where it's, it's lonely if you're just working on your own so i think that's why we've seen some 
huge, uh, huge successes out of our team, especially you can talk about Mike Johnson and his group having a 225K uh, month, which is uh, their best month ever. And that's amazing. They're, 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 so that, you know, you average that over a year, that's two and a half plus million dollars in sales. They're, they're having an amazing time. And that's, uh, and that's um, really because they're, they're looking at this whole thing as that it's happening for them. It's a good thing it, for their business, at least. It's a good thing. That's just a mindset, right? So you can either sit in the dumps and, and have it be happening to you or it's happening for you. And, and that's been our mindset since day one. In fact, it was Mike Johnson's numbers that, that like uh, almost, you know, like my jaw dropped and my eyes popped out. Like, and I'm thinking, what's going on here? Like there's the magic. And I think you talked to it a little bit. The magic is in knowing how to work the ecosystem in which you live. Right. I mean, they do support one another and they, and, but I, I take that as a vision from you. Well, you know, it is a top-down vision in the fact that I'm, and because I, I, I see where you're going. I mean, and you, you are building it almost underneath you, but almost on at the on top of you at the same time. That I almost feel like there's a reverse triangle taking shape, and it's the, you know, and 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 it's more bottom up than it is top down in in your management style. So, I I mean, I mean kudos to you for actually you know, kind of like shaping it that way. But did, is that done on purpose? Or is that just, is that just the way you, you uh, rock and roll? <laughs> so I think, yeah, kind of the, it, it's a little bit in tune with my personality, I would say. And it's, uh, it's something that I also believe in. I think, you know, I, I I'm definitely more of a, uh, a quiet leader, someone who likes to sit back and kind of watch things go and uh, let people get their voices heard. And I think that's where they, they feel like they're, they're heard and they feel like they're a part of it and they're getting their say in things versus, you know, some more probably, and, and nothing wrong with it, but a little more maybe charismatic, you know, uh, hard, hard running leaders. I think I'm a bit the opposite, whereas I, I'll let them do that. Um, I'll, I'll sit back and kind of look at it and, and really look ahead and just make sure that we're on the path five years, 10 years down the road. That is, uh, that is exciting for all, for all of us. And, uh, and, um, that's just my style. I think, I think that's, uh, that, that flows throughout. I think, you know, for our, our business model, it works and it, it gives them the platform to kind of take everything and run and, and create a great, great business and life within. Well, I've been a great fan of Gene Wickman's uh, uh, idea about putting the right people in the right seats. And that, you know, if you've evaluated for yourself as a leader, that being out there like with a whip uh, is not a good position for you to be then, you know, you've been smart enough to take a back seat or a side seat or, you know, more of a, you know, uh, uh, like you say, a, a, a lead from behind, which is a really, really new popular way. It is ser- it's servant leadership at its best, but leading from behind, you get to see the, the you get to see what you're expanding and, and, the, and you get to see that your vision is, is growing. And, and at the same time, you, it allows you the freedom to tap on the person's shoulder, you know, in the, in the event there, there's an adjustment that's required. So it's, that's what, that's well, what I think I, you, you, you hit a it's servant leadership, right? But, and I think at the time, at the same time, there are definitely times where, where it pays to go out in front and, and lead the charge at times. I just think there's more of a, that's more of a add-on than a, than the, than the leading uh, role, right? I think, I think that's, 
I think that's a very, maybe that is a newer age thing, but I think it's a very, uh, you know, it's a way to help build our people up and, and not have me always be the front and center. And when needed though, I think it, it like I said, it pays to show that you can still kind of go in and, 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 and put in big effort and, and lead something as needed. But that's, that's, that's an add on. Yeah. And I've, and I've watched you, uh, uh, your, your new team building uh, podcast is really starting to grow in favor mm-hmm. because I love how you're curating and aggregating some of the real quality individuals within your, you know, within your industry, not necessarily out of your company, but also in the surrounding industry who have had great ideas about putting teams together and, you know, making it work, you know, uh, and in some very adverse conditions on top of that. So it's uh it's been great well, to see yeah i mean we've started that show to share knowledge um build relationships within the industry i learned through it uh you know even um you know it helps me create new relationships that i might not have otherwise and it uh, gives them a platform to share their story their journeys and hopefully it gives them uh you know opportunities that they might not have otherwise when they they come on the show as guests and uh, we create some great value. I think uh, more than ever in uh, this time in this day and age, uh, we've 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 really added to our content approach because you need to you need to be showcasing stuff on if you if you can't get out there and see people as much, you need to showcase online, social media wise. You need to be doing something online to showcase what you're up to, um, and tell your story right and share share your story with the world. Otherwise, you're gonna have a hard time because there's a lot less people walking around and driving around looking at signs, looking at things like that, right? So that's the new digital world. And, and we're, we're, we're definitely um, aware of it and, and, and wanting to be a big piece of it. You know, it's a blessing that you're with an organization like Keller Williams that believes in, you know, uh, optimizing the investment of technology to, to help grow your business. You've got to be, and technology is a big part of it. And uh, you've got to be utilizing it to some extent. It doesn't have to be like your only thing, but it's got to be used because otherwise, you know, any business and real estate for sure, you can, you can still build a pretty good business off just calling people your sphere, you know, keeping in touch with your people. But, but it's very hard to grow a bigger business with just that because you need automation. You're going to be competing against guys like us and, and other people that, that, that know how to work the, the tech side of it and automate this. So we're reaching thousands of people when, you know, someone else might be re- reaching tens or, or, or hundreds maybe, but um, we're going to get our message and our story out to thousands and we're going to, we're going to take market share. Do you see anything happening? I, mean, I know you've talked a little bit about the market, but is there anything that you see that that's coming up that might change things? Well, it's just all, there's a lot of technology disruption. That would be the biggest thing in, in our industry, in the real estate world. There's a lot of technology disruption. There's a lot happening in the U.S. Uh, ongoing. Companies buying out each other, you know, uh, collaborating or, or, or teaming up. So there's a big... The, the shift in technology world is happening fast. Uh, and that's not, we won't see that in Canada as, as the same, like right away, but everything that happens there is like a one, two, three year uh, outlook of what's going to happen here. Right. So I think that shift is coming here. There's some companies coming into Canada from the U S that are going to bring what they've developed there and, and implement it a lot faster here than they were able to there. Cause they've already learned some of the lessons. So I think people just need to research a lot and get probably make their own mind up in terms of what's going to be valuable or not to, to the world or our industry and the technology space. But there's a lot, a lot of disruption coming, not just in real estate, but like in mortgages and in uh, inspections, insurance, all these different complementary industries to real estate are, 
are, are changing how they do business, a lot more automation. There's a lot more big companies out there wanting to come in and, and take over maybe like a realtor's commissions or a mortgage broker's commissions or insurance. There's a, those are billion dollar industries that technology companies want a piece of. So, you know, just being aware of that, I think is step one and, and, and not just shoving it aside. It's a big thing and there's a lot of disruption happening. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, but that's probably more a couple of years down the road. Um, but we're starting to see that a lot in the U S that's going to be coming to Canada. You can feel Sandy's passion for business, people, and building legacies for everyone in his organization. He clearly puts people first, and that trickles down through his team to their clients, which in turn rewards everyone. You can learn more about Sandy and his operation at mckayrealtynetwork.com or kwlegacies.com. He also co-hosts with his on-air partner, Rob Brake, one of the top listened-to real estate podcasts in North America, BreakthroughREIPodcast.ca. Thanks for listening.